Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Jake Kokorowski here. we got Owen Reese. It is a beautiful Thursday night, so if you hear some ambient noise, some birds chirping, perhaps my kids yelling outside, that is because I have the windows open uh, because it is nice out. And the first time in, uh, I don't know, just feel like we're getting more consistently nice weather here in Madison, and so I'm enjoying it. But uh, thanks for tuning in uh, for Bucky's Fifth Podcast. we we got some things to discuss a little bit. Uh, some housekeeping news at the end of the show. We uh, will talk some, of course, some Wisconsin recruiting news on the football side. Um, and uh, but first, you know, kind of uh, Owen, how are you doing, my friend, uh, on this uh, Thursday evening? And how was your Memorial Day? I'm good, man. Um, it was all right. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed the extra time off work. Uh, I suffered through uh, some big time allergies and uh, suffered through uh, consequences of my own actions. So um, other than that, it's good. Uh, enjoying the nicer weather for sure and and uh, kind of getting ready. It's official visit season, Jake. It really is, and you're going to have a lot more coming up in June. Uh, I'm sure the podcast will, will cover it as well, talking about just what is coming up next with that, uh, with obviously coming up on the weekends of uh, not this weekend necessarily. There is a camp. For those that don't know, uh, it is a normally a uh, it's a Wisconsin will host three all position camps. They'll also have two specialist camps, if I'm not mistaken. So really, what this does is it allows you know allows the coaching staff to evaluate talent in state, out of state. Whoever is invited to these camps, and from there, uh, if they do well, they're uh, they'll they could receive offers. Uh, there'll be other schools there as well. Um, and Wisconsin laid out that graphic. A lot of uh, it could be D. I think there's D what, Division One AA or FCS, if you will. And I think believe South Dakota State will be at there. Uh, some Division Three schools too, especially within the WEAC, uh, among others. So really, uh, that you know allows these kids to show what they can do, not just to the Wisconsin coaching staff, but to other coaching staffs as well. And so, um, you know, they have that coming up, starting up on Saturday. There's one coming up, uh, not this upcoming Sunday, but the Sunday after. And then two week at, weeks after that, they'll have another one to conclude those three camps from what we saw. Uh, and those, those are all the all position camps. So yeah, it's, but then on top of that, they have the official offer, uh, official visit season coming in uh, starting, I think is really next weekend. Uh, and, you know, we laid out some of those on Bucky's fifth quarter earlier uh, this month, but also, uh, make sure you guys check out badgerblitz.com, uh, badger2472. Uh, those guys have uh, all the official visits kind of lining up too. Um, but really, you know, Owen, you know, before we, we talk about Wisconsin's latest commitment uh, from Kiwani, Wisconsin, the Tanner Bordellini, uh, real quick, just kind of a, uh, it's been a rough week, I think, all around uh, those that cover Wisconsin that um, have talked talk to Howard Moore, to, uh, assistant coach Howard Moore. Um, that have, you know, just within Wisconsin is all, I know it's been a rough week um, with the news of, of the tragic accident that took Howard's, um, you know, wife and, and daughter, his older, uh, his, his son, Jarrell, um, you know, according to the release from Wisconsin, you know, is, uh, you know, 
the injuries were, you know, not as, as severe uh, compared to what Howard was going through. Uh, but overall, I mean, we started hearing news about this on Saturday and honestly, it, it um, shocking uh, from what you hear for, about Howard. And I've, I've only had a couple of times to talk with them. Um, if that, uh, cause I've only started covering the beat a little bit more on basketball on uh, the past two seasons, but with Howard, um, obviously our, our, at the very least, our thoughts and our prayers uh, go out to him and his family, uh, through this trying, trying time into the Wisconsin community as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, certainly, uh, definitely a somber tone to the weekend. Um, and I know that you and I have talked about this a bit off air, um, you know, but certainly puts puts a lot of things into perspective. There's a lot of things going on with Wisconsin athletics right now. Uh, you know, obviously it's getting into the summer and heading into football season and recruiting and, and basketball news and all that. And we'll get to that in a second, but uh, certainly, uh, like I said, puts a lot of things into perspective. I know uh, it's on Twitter as well. I believe there was an incident involving an Auburn assistant coach and one of their athletic departments as well. Uh, so certainly, uh, you know, obviously Memorial Day weekend kind of, you know, it's the start of summer and cookouts and all that good stuff. And, and you're remembering the fallen and, and other military members and, and stuff, but certainly, um, you know, a, a somber weekend and, and um, obviously thankful that, that Howard and his son Jarrell are, are, beginning to recover and, and heal, but obviously not uh, going to be as easily as, as the wounds um, from the, the loss of his wife and daughter. So um, obviously we wish them well. Uh, it's obviously going to be a long road back to, uh, to any type of normality that they uh, hope to get to, but certainly our, our best wishes are with them. Um, you know, and obviously the entire Badger community, I know it was, it was a tough weekend for them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, um, I think it was the Auburn play-by-play guy, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yep. the, the guy that, yeah, uh, the play, yeah, the Auburn play-by-play announcer and his wife dying because of a car accident. And it, yeah, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective. Um, and, and uh, you saw a lot of the outpouring of support from former current players, um, leaders of the community, Michael Johnson, the CEO of the boys and girls club here in Madison, uh, you so, you know you're seeing a, a lot going on, and it uh, you know just a lot of support and uh, people asking for prayers and and for support and um, it, it really um, I, I guess I'm at a loss for words. So I know it's not great podcasting there, but uh, I really am at a loss of words because uh, it, it very much shook me. It, 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 it for those that have covered Wisconsin basketball longer, I know. Um, I can only imagine, I can't imagine what, what they're thinking as well. So um, on that note, I mean, like I said, it's uh, you know, we'll keep you updated on the podcast whenever we hear stuff from Wisconsin regarding what happens to, uh, you know, new status updates. We'll make sure you guys check out Bucky's fifth quarter. Uh, you know, we'll obviously retreat anything Wisconsin uh, says or any type of public notifications or press releases or statements given by UW, we'll be sure to retweet them. And I'm sure we'd say it here on the podcast as well. So um, not much more. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add on that, Um, but it does give a lot of perspective um, with no matter where you're looking at, uh, whether it's recruiting or it's uh, the good or the bad, there's a lot of perspective going on right now. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm certain I'm a still in my younger years, I suppose, uh, you know, but I don't have a family. I don't have a, a wife or kids. And so I can't really, you know, fully appreciate that or, or really bring that into any type of context. Um, but yeah, just certainly a, a, a tragedy and, and something that, you know, moving forward, uh, even into our next topic, I think here, like you said, just offers a lot of perspective. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things bigger than football and basketball, you know, and we lose sight of that, I think at times. Uh, but, but certainly, you know, like I said, wishing them more as well uh, on their recoveries and, and uh, yeah, certainly a, a, a somber tone for a typically, um, you know, very enjoyable weekend. So, yeah, uh, I think probably not just moving on, um, you know, in case uh, you've been living under a rock uh, to, to transition here. A couple of players that a lot of fans and Badger players thought were, were coming to Wisconsin didn't, you know, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that more in a second. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, for those that maybe turned off social media for a week, which if you did, congrats. And I'm jealous of you a lot uh with that because uh, this is part of our jobs really is to keep up on social media and being on twitter but yeah the if you guys haven't heard sam and joey hauser announced their verbal commitments and uh or their transfer destinations and sam the older brother will head to virginia to play for the defending champion cavaliers and tony bennett and then joey will play for tom izzo uh, in East Lansing as part of the Michigan state Spartans. And so um, we're going to keep this pretty short. And the reason why, and Owen and I agreed and uh, we've talked to, uh, you know, a couple, I mean, a couple other people as well. It's uh, one of those things where I think there is perspective here. Um, and as you stated, Owen, that really, you know, recruiting uh, it is something that, you know, it, Something's. I, I guess you could just say, with this uh, in perspective to the, the other news that we've heard that are that are much more important uh, with, with what's happened with Howard Moore uh, and his family. Uh, there's a perspective here. Uh, it this does the Hauser transfer news does affect the team, and probably in the coming weeks we'll have discussions about that, and we'll 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 talk a little bit more about that. Um, I think you know there's a, being very brief. The first, these next two seasons maybe won't affect too much. Uh, obviously, to be eligible to play in the 2021 season, and their presence would definitely help in that regard. Though, you know, like I said, the next two seasons, I think Wisconsin's okay, but you know, the years after are, are the maybe ones that are interesting to keep watch of. But again, yeah, this is. Being with all the perspective of this, what's happened this past week, they they committed to other schools. It's not the end of the world. There's a time and place to talk more about what's going to happen with the program, uh, you know, in that time. For sure, and and I think this is a, certainly a situation uh, where I think the farther we get separated from this, I think the more clarity we can really speak to it with. Um, obviously, and and. For those that have been on Twitter or, or whatever, um, to, to very briefly summarize what happened, uh, obviously the Housers transferred from Marquette, and uh, it was basically thought to be to three schools uh, with Michigan State, Virginia, 
and Wisconsin. Uh, and after a, a fairly, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I, I kind of predicted that um, they would extend it a little bit, uh, like I said, just to save some face value and, and not to immediately jump somewhere. Uh, the general consensus began, and, and especially the last few weeks, was thought to be there was quite a bit of uh, rumor and innuendo that the Housers were committing to Wisconsin. Uh, that ended up not happening. And as you mentioned, Sam's going to Virginia and Joey's going to Michigan State. Um, you know, there were a lot of reports publicly that uh, they had committed. And then since then, they've been disputed by the Housers themselves, as well as other sources. Uh, a lot of they said a lot of noise, a lot of, um, you know, periphery things moving with this topic. Uh, and like I said, I think the farther out we get from it, the more clarity we'll get. So um, certainly don't want to to dwell on that too much now. Um, and, and certainly it does affect the Badgers. It's two very talented kids that were from in-state. Uh, you know, they have a teammate on the team and uh, certainly would have been a huge benefit to Wisconsin uh, had they transferred here. However, they didn't. Um, and it is what it is. If you take it at face value, uh, if they had not transferred from Marquette, um, you know, the, the Wisconsin basketball team had to move forward anyways. So that is what it is. You know, no harm, no foul from a, a team standpoint. No one has, you know, they, it's not like they released people from scholarship to open up this opportunity or, or anything like that. This isn't the NBA. It's not free agency. Uh, you know, obviously so the UW basketball program will continue to operate how it does and, and they'll continue to recruit kids for 2020 and, and beyond. And that's, um, you know, that's, it is what it is. So like I said, we'll talk about this more thoroughly in the future. I'm certain. Uh, but, but right now it is what it is. Uh, the Housers didn't come to UW. Uh, you'll be fine. Um, you know, there's a lot of, and, and for some full disclosure, when I first started writing for Bucky's fifth quarter, um, and even though, SB Nation somewhat encourages the the fan aspect of it or the uh, the inclusive aspect of it. We've always kind of shied away. Um, you know, one of the first habits that you broke me of was was saying we when talking about the Badgers. We are not we. Uh, you and I are not in the program. <laughs> Other fans are not in the program. And so it's just something that I've come to notice. Uh, you know, just being on social media. You know, when people say, "Yeah, well, yeah, well, that sucks." You know, for us you know, we, we thought they were coming. No, we didn't. The Badgers may have thought they were committed. You may have thought they were committed, but you and they are not we. Uh, so, you know, moving forward, don't tweet at the Housers. Um, you know, don't tweet about how, you know, we lost somebody or that sucks for us. The Badger fo basketball program will, will handle the business and they'll move forward. Uh, the Housers will handle their business and they'll move forward. Um, you know, so obviously, like I said, to keep this somewhat brief, I'll get off my soapbox, but you know, it's a lot worse things happened this weekend than the Badgers not getting the Housers. Uh, and that's, that's probably where I'm just going to leave it. Yeah. And, uh, I think one of the reports that I think at least publicly be not, not behind a paywall, oh, even though I think actually the journal Sentinel has a paywall now for subscribers only, but, uh, since I subscribe, I mean, Jeff Patricus was the one that mentioned that uh in his report that i believe it was that the brothers had told the staff hold on i'm bringing this up so i don't forget so i can actually make sure that i'm quoting this right 
but let me make sure that I have this correct. Okay, according to Jeff Petrikas, two sources told the Journal Sentinel that the brothers informed the UW staff of that decision, and that decision was they were planning to transfer to UW. So um, that was one of the reports. So, you know, talking about them planning on going to UW, and like you mentioned there, and if you read the message boards on, on Badger Blitz or 20, Badger 24-7, there, you know, there's talk about that as well. So, um and like I said, I won't go too much in details because they are paywall, but if you do subscribe, that's why you subscribe to those recruiting sites because you get more intel uh, than uh, you know other places. But um, like I said, we'll move on from there uh, just because, like I said, there's perspective in here. Uh, I know you'll probably talk about this down the road when it comes to basketball. I'm sure it'll be a good off-season topic uh, while waiting for fall camp and all that stuff too, Owen. So, uh, but speaking of camp and speaking of commitment season. Wisconsin did receive a verbal commitment from Kiwani's Tanner Bordellini, uh, verbally committed late, uh, you know, this, this week he, you know, kid, he's a three-star kid by 24 seven sports composite and also 24 seven sports standalone. I think ESPN as well, but all, uh, but a two-star by rivals, uh, his offer sheet started going up uh, this recently, uh, this month alone, Wisconsin came in with the power five, the second power five hour offer besides Syracuse and then Iowa offered and then Miami offered, which stood out to me. Uh, and he also had, I think rivals listed 22 overall for him before the decision was made though. That included like air force, three Mac schools. I already mentioned Syracuse temple. So it, it is, you know, it, it's interesting to me uh, because he didn't camp uh, at all. And usually I was thinking that we'd see at least one more in-state offer for linemen going into this camp season starting this weekend, because that's where you see like, for instance, Taj Mustafa and AJ Abbott camped at Wisconsin and they came out with offers. Uh, so stuff like that. And you've seen in the past, you know, coaches want to evaluate these players and then you know, provide them an offer. So, I guess that's one thing uh, I was a little surprised uh, by the offer and, uh, but you know, I didn't, I wasn't surprised by the commitment. So um, it's really interesting there, but I don't know if you've got a chance to look at his film yet though, Owen, but uh, it's still, it's, it's the fifth uh, projected lineman for this class, the seventh overall uh, and the sixth in-state player for this class. Yeah. And the way this class started out for Wisconsin, uh, you know, uh, lineman heavy. The first two commits were Trey Wedig and and Jack Nelson, uh, two four star tackles uh, by twenty four seven. So it started off lineman heavy, and now with the seven commits, five of them are listed as offensive linemen. Uh, there has been some discussion or some thought that Ben Barton out of Stratford may end up on the defensive side, but nonetheless, uh, you know, obviously a big in state crop as well. Uh, only one player from outside of the state right now committed, and he's from Northern Illinois. So Badger saying pretty centrally located right now. Uh, there was some thought earlier in the process. Like I said, they did start quick with the O line. Uh, you know, there was some some sentiment that they might be you know swinging for the fences on some big offensive line targets. I know Marcus Dumerville was one that was brought up from St. Thomas Aquinas at times, uh, and and a couple of Verona kids, uh, both Gunner Killen and. Adam Vandervest have also been brought up along with Sean Timmis from Marquette University High School uh, have all kind of been 
had rumblings around him. Uh, it is a very good in-state recruiting class, uh, and I think you're starting to see that. Um, you know, Ben Cruel from Center, uh, Catholic Memorial also committed to Purdue. Uh, Michael Lois from Elkhorn is committed to Iowa. Uh, there's quite a few Power Five kids, really, and now with Bordellini committed as well. So I wasn't surprised that they brought in another in-state kid. Uh, as you mentioned, Bordellini hadn't camped at Wisconsin. I also didn't know if maybe Evan Buss from Kimberly might be looked at there. Um, but, yeah, certainly grabs that last probably – you know what we expect to be that last offensive line spot and and uh i he doesn't have a ton of film outside of like his highlights um are refreshingly short like a minute and 40 seconds and not like the 19 minute highlight tapes like a lot of kids have on huddle um you know but it's very clear to see that the movement he generates immediately uh kiwani is a division four program i believe uh you know they're but they don't they don't face a, a super high level of competition uh and you can kind of see that um, you know, certainly not um, not super small school. Don't get me wrong. I believe they're in that four to five hundred school uh, kid range, but nonetheless, very easy to tell who Tanner Bordellini is on the football field uh, in his in his highlight tape when once you turn it on. So, he's a big athletic kid gets a lot of movement in the run game. Uh, they didn't pass block a lot. A lot of high schools in Wisconsin don't. Um, but yeah, uh, I know uh, I saw and it, it is a paywalled article on twenty four seven. But there had been some uh, mention that he may play inside. Um, I got a kick out of that because it was because he's only six foot five, nonetheless. Uh, so looking to be a, an interior lineman for Wisconsin, likely, and and um, yeah, I mean, I think it's some additional ammo for the staff uh, heading into camp season, heading into official visit season. We've pers- uh, speculated leading up to this, we don't think it'll be a very big class, probably in that sixteen to eighteen scholarship range, um, you know, and obviously with seven of them taken already. Uh, that that puts some more pressure on the kids that are um, you know that are considering Wisconsin and and uh, want to get their spot in. So uh, probably the last offensive lineman taken by UW, uh, but certainly a a very Wisconsin like uh, commitment. Uh, you know you'll notice Wisconsin and Iowa offer and and get a lot of the similar type kids. There's a lot of mutual respect between those two programs, and and you can pretty much take it to the bank that. If there's an offensive lineman that Iowa has offered and Wisconsin also has offered, um, you know, regardless of what the star rating or whatever that may be, um, you know, certainly reason for optimism, um, you know, with with the uh, amount of development that these staffs are capable of. So, um, you know, another athletic big kid that they can stack some size on and and kind of continue to fortify that depth on the offensive line and continue to, uh, you know, really kind of cultivate that position again. Obviously, they've done they've done well since Paul Christ and Joe Rudolph returned. Uh, but continuing to do that. So uh, heading into that, this, this summer season where there's typically a lot of commitments, uh, I think that probably target or, you know, probably triggered Bordellini into committing at this time. Um, you know, nonetheless, the good pickup for Wisconsin and, uh, you know, like I said, moving forward might, might start a string of commitments here um, in these first couple of weeks of June. Right. And it's going to be, and and just to be sure too, I mean, I think Badger Blitz also had that too. John McNamara had mentioned that. Uh, not to, not to give away too much out of that paywall. That's why you you subscribe to those sites, and, and both are are amazing for that matter. So it 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 the you know, and the reason too why we say that this should be it for the linemen is because there are already five projected linemen, and so I mean you can't have I mean, if you're having possibly between 15 to 18 spots on this in terms of speculation and five are already linemen. Um, we'll see if they take a quarterback right now. 
I haven't heard any other rumblings of another 2020 quarterback that it's been offered. Uh, Parker McQuarrie, uh, two Northeastern kids, um, Parker McQuarrie committed to UCLA. And then you also had a guy like Tyler Van Dyke, who it seemed like Wisconsin was in on early, commits to Miami. So uh, you haven't heard much else. Um, they look probably are looking for another running back because they could lose two where it's Jonathan Taylor and Bradrick Shaw. Uh, we'll see if Bradrick Shaw actually applies for a sixth year of eligibility. He would be, he would be able to because he missed all of last season due to injury. Um, you know, wide receiver, you know, we'll see. I mean, they already have one in Chimray DK. Do they get a guy like Daniel Jackson, uh, who's supposed to, um, reportedly visit officially visit. Um, there's also a uh, Texas wide receiver who's uh, off the top of my head. I don't remember, uh, but both rivals in 24 seven saying that he's supposed to be, um, officially visiting in mid June. Um, you know, we'll see what, the, what else they do with this class. Um, and, and you know, if they do anything for tight end, cause they already took two tight ends in this class. Um, you know, they already got their line, their offensive linemen. They, they do they need, do they need more defensive linemen? Um, you know, and linebacker yeah. too will be something to look at. Um, I don't know what they'll do at defensive backs really, but, uh, we'll see what comes out of that. But, Honestly, I mean, like I said, stay tuned. I'm sure with whatever comes about, there's going to be some commitments. This is like the third cycle. I feel like there's always like, I'd say between like three to four cycles of Wisconsin recruiting, uh, or I'll say five. The first is like really early on the season before, like you saw, like even Jack Nelson was two seasons before he was the first commit. But last year we saw Trey Wedig. Right after the New Mexico game. Yep, the New Mexico game. Dylan Barrett from St. Charles, Illinois did that. Uh, You had, you know, Ben Barton reportedly committed, and obviously he's a, you know, it's been confirmed he's a commit. Uh, Years before that, you had, um, gosh, uh, what, Graham Mertz. You had, you know, Logan Brown was in during that Michigan, I think it was during that Michigan game there uh, back in 2017. But uh, I forgot who was the first of the Leo Chanel. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that, Leo. You know, he they committed that season prior. So that's like kind of during that season where the juniors are in the midst of their seasons. And then, you know, they pick up the offer. They, they basically uh, give their verbal early on. And then there's always sometimes you have there's that one. If you guys remember back, Boyd Dietzen and Mason Platter. And who was the third one? Um, but there are three Wisconsin commits or offers in state for one class. And this was in like a, the, like the winter months, it was in February. And then within a matter of days, you know, they committed quickly for their spots. And so that's like the second cycle for me. So it's like we get the junior day kind of in, in the, you know, in the winter months, January, February, and then you all of a sudden it pops up. Uh, You know, you see some in-state guys get offered you know, this year in late January it was Chimray DK and Cole Dakovich. And both those guys committed really, really quickly after receiving those offers. And then my third cycle, you know, you've, it's been really, gosh, you know, it's been slow because then you have spring ball and you'll see a bunch of recruits visit some, then that sets up an official visit. Well, what's the best time to visit, visit Wisconsin? Really? It's the summer. You get the terrace, which by the way, I was at this past weekend, which was gorgeous. 
in, in the beautiful weather and having some Babcock, uh, dairy, Babcock dairy ice cream. Fantastic. Uh, that official visit season in June, that's like the fourth to me, uh, when it comes to, uh, when you see that, uh, is it, or is it the third? It's a third. I'm sorry. Fourth is during like the in-season visits, in my opinion, watching Badgers and Camp Randall this year, they're going to have Michigan, which was announced by the way, those dates were announced. They had, they announced five games that were, uh, that will be, um, you know, they've set kind of times already for Michigan. It's 11 a.m. on Fox. So it's going to be a national audience. It's at Camp Randall. The weather should be actually pretty decent. So that could be a big recruiting weekend, just looking at the, the opponent. Uh, and then the fifth is that the fifth in that cycle is really like the going up to those first and second time periods, those cycles. If you see that where, you know, the mid December, um, there's some, or after the season, there's some time for some official, official visits. Uh, and even after that, I'll kind of put that into the fifth cycle there where after that initial early signing period in mid December for that 2020 class, like going into that January, February, there could be, you know, a late notice. I don't know if it'll happen this year or this recruiting cycle with how low the numbers are, but you know, Rashad wild goose from two cycles ago is a prime example of that. Sorry. I talked really, I talked a lot there. So I apologize. Owen. No worries. You're right. It's certainly too. There's, there's some spots of the the calendar that are a bit drier than others as far as the recruiting standpoint goes, but uh, we're entering a hot one. And like I said, in a small class, it can fill up pretty quick. So, um, you know, Badger fans should be pretty excited and, and pretty encouraged heading into these first couple of weeks of June. Madison is a gorgeous, picturesque city. Uh, you know, and you do that. Uh, I know last year, the first first official weekend, I believe, uh, you know, they had uh, all, all the recruits took a picture together. And it was like uh, Leo Chanel and uh, I believe it was Leo Chanel and Spencer Lytle and Gio Paez. And I believe Lance Dixon uh, was actually on the visit as well. Went up committing to Penn State, but nonetheless, uh, a big opportunity. Keanu Benton was it as well, uh, and they all took a picture together in their positions and where they would play in the Badgers three four. Um, you know, so it's certainly one of those things where it can be a big, um, uh, a big weekend for the kids to to cultivate relationships with each other, uh, and you know, really to kind of for those kids to really start to picture where you know where they fit in Madison. So. Um, if luck's with Wisconsin uh, over the past couple of years, it's been absolutely gorgeous when these kids have visited, you know, we talk about a lot with these kids visiting in the winter and it's nuclear winter and negative 30. And we're trying to recruit these kids from Arizona and Texas and, and whatever else. But uh, it's a lot easier to sell uh, campus and sell Wisconsin, you know, when it's 85 degrees uh, and, and sunny and the kids can go on the terrace and, and do all that cool stuff in Madison. So um, should be a hot couple of weeks here for UW and, and, uh, you know, like I said, Badger fans, you know, buckle up because I think you're probably going to get a, a fairly big slurry here of commits, um, you know, as, as probably for the month of June as, as a whole. So um, should be exciting and uh, should be a good way to, to lead into uh, fall camp, hopefully. Right. Yeah. I remember that picture you're talking about. I think it was like Leo Chanel. There's Lance Dixon. Nick Heinrich, I think maybe in there, uh, Rodas Johnson, Geo Piaz. I thought Benton went, I think Benton visited with Mertz and Lytle and Rucci and Titman in that the weekend before. Um, but yeah, I think, but you had Rose Johnson and Samar Melvin and, uh, those guys. And I mean, you know, and like I said, those, those visits, you know, 
pay off a lot where you mean I was busy that entire June writing articles and contacting uh, verbal commits to, to have them on either this show or really just to talk about, you know, just to uh, write about an article. So it'll be interesting to see. So uh, we'll have more on that. And uh, I know we'll cover more of that uh, in the shows ahead. But before we get to some housekeeping notes, uh, let's take a quick break because we've been talking for over a half hour. And let's hear from uh, some sponsors, uh, some SB Nation folk. And we'll be back in just a couple minutes. And welcome back, everybody. Bucky's fifth podcast this is Jay Kokorowski. We got Owen Reese here, wrapping up the show. Uh, thank you guys for again. Uh, this is episode seventy-seven, uh, which is great. It's uh, we started Bucky's fifth podcast. Gosh, it was last Jan—not this past January, but the January before. And so we've done seventy-seven episodes, and it's been great. Uh, we're now part of the SB Nation Team Network. Make sure you guys check out for those that, you know, if you're a baseball fan, if you're an NFL fan, our team sites have a lot of podcasts. And if they're definitely on the SB Nation podcast network, be sure to check them out because there's so much good content on that. Uh, and it's good to listen, especially if you're doing some summer road trips coming up, which I'm no, I'm sure you guys all are. Uh, it's good to have on. So, um, you know, with, with that, um, I got a little bit of, uh, housekeeping news on that end. And, uh, and you guys will hear that you guys will probably hear this before the announcement goes up tomorrow on Friday. Um, we're recording on Thursday night. Um, this is my last podcast here on Bucky for Bucky's fifth quarter. Um, which is weird to say, Owen, I'm not going to lie. It, um, I joined Bucky's fifth quarter as just someone doing a podcast with Scott Wisniewski, the Kilbasa King sports extravaganza, which is still running sporadically. And we are uh, going to take that to a different platform besides Blog Talk Radio, uh, which is still in existence there. But um, I will reveal more plans coming up in the next couple of days when I'm able to uh, for my next steps. But I am stepping away from Bucky's Fifth Quarter um, as, as podcast manager, as interim manager. You guys know Drew Hom has taken over the reins there. Uh, and he's already making his imprint, his vision being known. And I'm really excited for what Owen and Drew, Bob, uh, Wiedenhoff, uh, John Bidelshees, uh, you know, Ryan Melanthin, Neil Olson, Tyler Hunt, uh, list goes on and on. Uh, Andrew Rosin, uh, so many good writers on this site, Kevin O'Connell. And uh, I'm really excited to see what they can you know what the site and the vision will be but uh, i'm seven away um uh and tomorrow may 31st is my last day so uh, it feels weird actually saying it verbally out loud owen and i'm not gonna cry i promise you you told me not to pull joan howard before we started re-recording this second segment so i won't but um thank you and thank you owen for you know you're gonna be the interim podcast manager for now and i appreciate you stepping up um but you've been a fantastic partner in this, man. Uh, we took we, we took over SB Nation, or took this to the SB Nation podcast network, uh, and and you and I have had a lot of fun doing this. So I want to say thank you. Yeah, man, no doubt. Um, you know, I, I I started writing for Bucky's Fifth Quarter in October of 2015. Good lord, that was a long time ago. Um, and you know, I dripped out of just out of college, and uh, you and you and Mike Fiametta. Uh, you know, gave me a shot 
And, you know, as through then we've gone from just being some film stuff to writing about, um, you know, obviously through the, through football and the undefeated season and, and all that good stuff and round tables and even some basketball stuff. And, uh, and now the podcast, and, it, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we started doing this in February, uh, or late January, early February, uh, with, with the SB nation group. And, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, um, certainly owe a, a, a large debt of gratitude to you as well. Um, you know, obviously just in my, in my writing, uh, in, in podcasting, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, breaking me of the, we and us habit, but, um, you know, a lot of stuff. And, and I think this site has continued to grow while I've been here. Uh, and certainly a, a overwhelming part of that has been due to you. Uh, so I, I want to owe you uh, a large debt of gratitude as well. Like I said, both as a, uh, as a mentor, uh, covering Badger games and stuff, as well as, as in the podcast and, and, uh, in, in other things as well. Um, you know, going to watch wrestling so- shows and all that good stuff, which I'm sure won't change, but, um, you know, certainly a, uh, a bit of a passing of, of the torch here. Um, you know, obviously Drew's going to, to do a great job with the site. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited. Um, will be a bit of a, uh, trial by fire, uh, with the podcast, but excited to start doing this, um, on an interim basis at least. And we'll see where that takes us. But, uh, we definitely want to thank you as well for your, uh, your part in, in my development or, or growth. Uh, as a writer, as a podcaster, and uh, covering Wisconsin, I've learned a lot, and um, you know certainly our, our paths will cross again. Uh, but but certainly want to thank you as well, um, and uh, excited to see where we go from here. I appreciate those kind words, man. It uh, it re- I really do. You guys, this is I mean, uh, being honest, and I'm sure this will be reiterated in in the goodbye note. But um, even buckets with quarters of community, and you know and for it's so many different components it's 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 yourself it's the writers you know if you're part of the staff it's the writers uh, we have our slack channel conversations for those who don't know slack is like a basically a message board that is used for your work and it's really efficient you can dm you can have group conversations you can have main main group conversations it's fantastic and so i'm uh so you know talking to guys doing round tables that way we've had a lot of fun um, it, you know, it, it's, this has turned into a passion, this the reporting, the covering, being a beat writer type, um, it, it's become a passion and, but it also is so much fun. And I, I think a lot of that goes to not just goes on the beat. And, uh, there's a great group of beat writers at Wisconsin, both basketball, football, uh, the TV crews, fantastic. Um, but you know, with between just us at, at the site is so much fun. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget you and me, tw- you know, DMing each other, tweeting each other about bench press numbers or um, guys like, uh, you know, us telling Drew Homme's fired or Andrew. That's mostly Andrew Rosin's job, uh, but which is funny because now he runs the site. Uh, but this is a, you know, the writers really make the experience and uh, a big thanks to Matt Brown and Caroline Darney, who are the directors of the, the site or the team managers basically for the SB nation college sites. They are fantastic. They've been amazing to work with accessible, open to talk to them anytime, give them follows on Twitter because they are absolutely worth it. Cause right now Caroline's tweeting about, watching John Wick for the first time and I'm giggling as I'm, I'm trying to hold back the giggles as I see a couple tweets go up on my screen, but uh, they're great. Uh, Bud Elliott for Tomahawk nation and SB nation recruiting. 
really knows his stuff. Um, so many other, but you know, besides the writers, uh, Owen, you've been, like I said, you've been, um, uh, great. You're one of my, uh, adult sons as I joke around you and Kurt, ha- uh, Kurt Hogue. Um, one's my tall adult son and one's my adult son, uh, my wrestling adult son. And it, it's been great. Um, and, and so like I said, like, there's bonds that, that won't be broken. And I'm sure we're going to see some more NXT shows coming up down the road, uh, whenever they come back to Milwaukee. Um, as well. So, I mean, but you've been great. I've seen so much from you, not just film study, but doing notebooks for games, learning the, how to interview players and, and going through game days. I remember you and I being uh, down. I mean, that was a bonding experience going down to Indianapolis together in 2017 for the big 10 championship game and, and writing down with Ben Wargo and John Veldheis. So, uh, you know, but you know, it's a big time experience. Uh, so I see great things for your future running the podcast, running more and in, in writing what you do for Bucky's fifth quarter. I'm sure I'll see you on game days. Um, but it's also the community. Uh, and I'll, I'll keep, try to keep this a little bit shorter. Cause I know we're, I thought we were going to be having a 25 minute show and here we are at about 40 to 45 minutes. Um, but to the community, um, thank you guys. Thank you for the feedback for the podcast back in the fall that helped us change our format a bit. Thank you for for calling us out on certain takes. Um, thank you for great discussion on on the columns and the forums, uh, on the articles that we write. I mean, everybody really, uh, you guys are some of the smartest, most constructive, and and just responsive fans that I've had the privilege to write to. And I hope Bucky's with Corey. I know, actually, I'm not saying I hope. I know it won't uh, degrade into you know name calling ourselves other stuff um this the site you know is in great hands with drew and and this this is a community and I, and the readers and the viewers and the commenters uh, you know you guys are part of this community too and that's one thing with SB Nation that i love is that it's a community that way um so i'm gonna miss that i'll still be around maybe i'll still poke around say hi uh, on the comment fields but you know it's uh yeah it's it was time for me to go um, in the coming day or two, I'll announce publicly where I'm going next. And I'm, I'm excited uh, by all means, but I'm also, yeah, there's a hint of, uh, you know, just looking back and nostalgia and um, you know, again, big thanks to Mike Fiametta for taking a chance on Scotty and I, and Mike's, you know, a big pillar of success here where he set us up with, you know, Owen mentioned him. I, you know, he, he helped recruit us, Drew Hom, others. Um, big thanks to Mike. So on on that note, I'll cut it off there. Um, but I'm sure you'll still see me around uh, the Wisconsin beat at some point. But uh, for now, taking a step back uh, and I'll let you know what the next news is in the coming day or two on that note uh, for next steps in my professional personal journey there. But uh, thank you. Um, on that note, let's wrap that up here. Owen, where can they find us? You can find Bucky's Fifth Podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, well, not Spotify, SoundCloud, rather, um, and anywhere else you can find podcasts, any any other platform. Um, you know, obviously being uh, grateful to be on the SB Nation platform and making us so visible uh, to all of you listeners. So uh, we appreciate them. We appreciate you guys. Uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, and let us know. You leave us some feedback. Uh, leave me some feedback as we move forward. Uh, let us know how we can continue to improve the podcast. 
uh, how I can improve the podcast or what I can improve on and and uh, as we move forward here. So uh, as always, thank you for, again very much for listening and uh, hope you continue to listen as, uh, as the podcast starts to take a, a bit of a transformation here. Certainly, <clears throat> excuse me, certainly a somber one, uh, but nonetheless, um, you know, we're excited for Jake and his new opportunities. Uh, so when he has, and decides to announce to do so. So, um, you know, from Owen Reese, uh, Jake Kokorowski, uh, we'll let, we'll let Jake, uh, send this off one more time, but again, thank you very much for, for listening. We appreciate you. Thanks Owen. And yeah, for the last time, follow us on Twitter at B5Q, Instagram, Bucky's fifth quarter, Facebook, like us there. Also, um, follow Owen at, uh, Reese draft, R I E S E draft me at jake coco no more b5q but just at jake k-o-c-o um excited for new beginnings thankful and grateful for all that i've learned and how i've grown and all the experiences of being a part of bucky's fifth quarter join owen next week coming up and it's been a pleasure being a part of this here on bucky's fifth podcast 